Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Fabio Carrique, inside linebacker for the Indianapolis Colts, and you are tuning into the Blue Stable Podcast. And welcome back to the Blue Stable Podcast. You are riding with Michael Pivia, Destin Adams, and Rashad McGinnis to the stable, everybody. You are here. Obviously, guys, we got Rashad back. Rashad, come on, man. How, how you been since we last saw you last christmas how you been how you been man <laughs> a man go to disney world and come back and loses his spot i lost my spot to a writer uh shout out to zach you did an awesome job filling in man I, I really appreciate you stepping up but man disney world was awesome man i got a lot darker in case you haven't noticed my sexiness is gone a little bit i'll get it back that mail truck is not doing me any favors either so i don't know i probably won't lighten up until october november some somewhere around that time so, so just to count on the Rashad travels this this off season. No, we got we got, we got the Super Bowl right before the off season. We got right before. Uh, we got we got Mobile. We got we got the draft. We we, we now we're going to Disney World. That's supposed to be right after the Super Bowl, Rashad. Uh, you got the order all kinds of mixed up, I guess. But I mean, it was hard to fit in that busy schedule. I'm sure. I just want to say the next six months will not be like the first six months. I can I can say that a trip I'm, to I'm India is, to, is all I have left in me. That's I'm trying it. to see. I'm trying to see what that salary is for a mailman. God, damn. I'm broke as hell too. I'm glad I'm, I'm broke. I don't have any money. <laughs> he ri- he risked it all for the Colts, man. I did. <laughs> he risked- I, I really did. I mean, did you see the suit he wore to the draft? I bet he's broke. I bet I bet <laughs> he's broke. <laughs> Well, guys, once again, welcome to the Blue Stable Podcast. We're going to talk and we're going to start talking about Terry McLaurin and other receivers, maybe even realistic receivers that are available right now. We're going to get into position rankings. We're going to get into possibly Isaiah Rogers popping off this year. But of course, support for the Blue Stable is brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BSTABLE2 at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use BSTABLE2. Use your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. If you guys want to help us grow, make sure you comment in the comment section. We are on the road to 1K subscribers. We're not there yet, but we do need your guys' help because if you do, who knows? There might be some type of giveaway when we reach that goal. So while we're getting to talking about Colts, you get to clicking that subscribe button. All right, let's get the show started, ladies and gentlemen. Destin, Rashad, there's been a lot of talk. Obviously, a lot of talk with 
Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin, former uh, wide receiver. I think it was at some place called Ohio State or some some place that really sucks. I don't know, some but place. they don't really they, they don't produce much there. But he he's a good product that has come from Ohio State. You know, uh, going through a contract dispute. He is going into his fourth year. Obviously, he came out of that draft with Paris Campbell. Them both are going into their fourth years. He's obviously trying to get more money, but Washington is, you know, you know, they're fighting him a little bit. So let's get away from the little contract, whatever the case may be on Washington's side, and let's just hop right into it. Should the Colts trade? Now, when I ask this question, I ask you both and myself to stay with the question don't rear off we'll get into the other all the small details you know i don't need to worry about those stay within the question should not can not will should the colts go all out for terry mclaurin this season right now Destin, let's start with you man mike never has me go first unless it's this kind of crap i was glad uh I mean, I'll, I'll catch them. I, I, I don't think it's the smartest route to go. So I, I'm, I'm going to say they shouldn't. I'll, mm. I'll catch it. I'll catch it. Now, am I going to be mad if it happens? That's a different question. But I, I, I'm going to say they shouldn't do it. Why they shouldn't? I, I just think – I mean, he, he asked me not to go into all the details. <laughs> oh, oh, Rashad, you, so hold you, on. You now, just... now you're getting ahead of me, Rashad. You're getting ahead of me. <laughs> Rashad, <laughs> let us know, man. Should the Colts go out for Terry McLaurin? Um, can I ask a, a supporting question? He uh, will. Uh, okay. What Come is on. the what is the compensation? If, if am I going off the same compensation? Oh as no, AJ Brown? that's not fair. That's Come not on. fair. Hey, hey, no, 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 fair. no, 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 no. Should the Colts go after Terry McLaurin? It is a yes is, or a no. This is a bull. No, no, nah, it ain't I'm some say, bull. I'm, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. Okay, well, we're, we're getting no's because they can't get in the little details, you know. Right. All right. So now I'm going to say yes, because screw both of y'all. I'm trying to get Matt Ryan a championship because he'll actually okay. use these weapons we have. I'll say yes, they should. Now, now let's get into y'all's favorite part. Destin, let's the start with details. you again. Now, now let's get going with Destin, guys. Destin, what do you think? Can it happen? What's the likelihood of it? And why do you think the Colts should just maybe go with it or just stay where they're at? Um, we've seen other people report it as well, but I've heard it multiple times this offseason that Terry McLaurin is one of the guys that the Colts like um, around the league. And if there was a way that it could make sense in their round of compensation and their realm of contract wise what do i think they would do it yeah i i just don't know if that's realistic um i do think rashad kind of mentioned it earlier the aj brown um area is probably what you have to base it off of but it's probably going to take more um i just don't see a way that they go that route of trading him. i mean we've seen washington be very stingy with star players before they, they're not scared to use the franchise tag uh they're not scared to long, prolong this debate to this holdout from Terry and the moral of it is he's going to end up playing because the tag is not a disrespectful number he's still going to be in that top 10 realm of being paid I believe it's top five um, so he's still going to get a good amount for that one year I understand he wants the stability and the money but it's just a little tough to get that every now and then I don't think it's going to happen I think the likelihood's very low like below 10 percent low I think it'd be great an indie kid um, grew up a Colts fan. You can go on his Twitter and just look up 
Terry McLaurin's at and Colts and just find countless tweets that the dude has put out over the years and the 2014s and college and high school years and everything for him. But I, I, I just don't think the compensation will line up with what Ballard has, how he has operated in the receiver market in the past for Terry. Yeah, uh, not to piggyback off of everything that uh, Dustin said. I think I made it kind of clear in my tweet, for those of you that didn't see it, um, the A.J. Brown pretty much package, oh, you can call it the DeForest Buckner package as well. You know, you're giving up pretty much a first-round pick, and you have to extend the guy immediately for it to make sense. Uh, the receiver market is calling for around 24 to $25 million for receivers right now. Uh, with Michael Pittman up, pretty much in a year, basically a year or two, you're going to want to kind of limit the amount of spending you're doing at that position, because you know, you have a guy that if he produces this year, he's going to be in that same boat come next year. You know, Michael Pittman is going to be the same way. So you want to bring in what I think you would prefer to do is bring in a veteran that, that's getting paid a solid number, but no, not in the twenties, you know, a guy that's making about 14, 15 million, a guy that's really productive. I won't call any names, but there's guys out here that's making that that type of money. You don't have to go to the top of the market to get a guy. I don't think the Colts need a top of the market guy. I think they just need a guy that can produce somewhere, like I said, in the mid-teens for his salary, annual salary. And I think you'll be fine. I don't think you need a Terry McLaurin per se. But would it be fun as hell? Hell yeah. I think to, to, to play the other side here, because I don't want to just be a – you know, beating the dead horse and, and speaking like you. Mike, although put, I your, agree put, with... your, put your Rams GM hat on, Mike. Tell us about it. Ah, okay. Here we go. Let me get into my Zen moment, everybody. Okay. You have to start off with an F them picks. All right. First off, where's the mug? Where's the mug? So, if, okay. So, legitimately speaking, if Washington would only take 2023's first round pick, I would do it. Why would I do it? Because you're only giving up one one pick, so you're not really, you know, what what making yourself vulnerable to draft capital in the next coming years. You're if it's if it, if it only takes one pick, I would do it right now. Hell, if it only took one. So why would I do it? Because again, you already know a contract, a big contract is gonna come off your books soon. A couple of them actually. Ryan Kelly, he's gonna be in his thirties by the time a new contract is going to go. Does Ryan or does Chris Ballard want to do that again? Maybe not. He's got Danny Pinter. He's got Will Fries, as Destin has said many times. The Colts love him. We got guys that can be in here cheaper, but also Matt Ryan. Again, this is a two- to three-year thing where his contract is going to come off the books. Paying Michael Pittman won't be a problem, and I think with those contracts coming off the books, and especially Grover, like we talked about in last week's show with Zach, in this new scheme, he could be dealt or when it's just his contract's up, no more money. So, and then you got other players, of course, but it can work. Why? Because again, like I've always said for everything, maximize who you have at quarterback. He's not 32. He's not 33. Maximize what you have. Get better and better and better. Don't just stay stuck in the mud and just say, you know, what? I like where we're at. No, be greedy. I want more. I want more. Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce, that's not enough for me. I need a freaking scary Terry McLaurin in here. That's what I need. That's what I need to bend these damn corners over and just get, get them out of my way and beat them. That's what I need. I would present it that way. But 
if that's not an option now again closing remarks before we move on from the scary terry thing i need again. a mclaren and michael need a mclaren okay i can do it neither one of us is gonna get it so <laughs> i just figured i'd throw that out there see the I, I agree in the, the mindset of salary cap. Um, I'm a firm believer in the realm that uh, I don't know if I want to say the salary cap is a myth, but man, can it be manipulated? Right. Um, like it's like a teacher gives you an F on a test and you just write the extra line to make it an F on your, on a, make it an A on your way home. Uh, the salary cap is something you can alter because uh, there's just multiple loopholes in the system to give the guys the money they need um, and not make it hit the cap hit. Um, it's just all about if that, is the route they want to go. The problem for me is I don't know if you can just keep giving up first round picks willy nilly and not seeing the similar Rams like um, outcome. You can't just keep giving up like, cause the Rams, they, they, they said after the picks, they did. They literally but, did, but they saw like, they just won a Super Bowl. They've been competitive in the playoffs before that. They went out and got a quarterback. Didn't do that. We just went out and got another one. Um, and obviously, we're really good at going and getting new and co- getting new quarterbacks. Uh, but <laughs> eventually, giving up first and giving up first, you just have to see an outcome. So I mean, if you go get Terry, that's what they decide to do. It to me, it's AFC Championship or bust. Um, you have to win the AFC South. I think you already have to win the AFC South. Yeah. But if you, if you deal another first, like you're just up in the ante of what this season has to be, in my opinion. How old is Terry McLaurin right now? J- j- just asking. I'm looking it up right now. Just talk. I'm a guess. I'm a guess. 25 or 26. So he's. Well, I don't know. I'm just. This is my guess. I'm okay. About, so I'm he's guessing 25 or 26. 26. I was right. Okay. Man, so he's 26. Right. If you give up that first round pick. It's not going to hurt you because it, it does, but it just depends on what the outcome of the year is. Like, because you can't just win the AFC South, be a first round bounce because of how the AFC is. And we draw the Chargers in the wild card, something crazy like that. Well, the AFC that's, playoffs are going to be ridiculous regardless. So, well, and, and I understand that. So, I do think, you really, so do you want to risk a first round pick in a time right now where you're going to go? The Colts could, team could be great. We could talk off offseason about this. This roster is as good as we've seen in the Ballard era, in my, in my opinion. But you're going to run into Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Burrow. And those, that's just in the AFC. Yeah. I, I just don't know if I can get on board for giving up a first-round pick for a position that Ballard's not even attempted to draft in the first yet. I'm going to tell you, I'd be totally on board if Ballard was uh, working with a quarterback that was on a rookie contract. You know, and that's one thing I have yet to see with Ballard. And I almost wanted to tweet this earlier. I, I would be interested to see Ballard get a chance to work with a roster while he has a quarterback on a rookie contract, because that just opens up so many things. You know, you see teams like the Dolphins go after Tyreek Hill. You know, you see uh, different people willing to spend when you have a quarterback. The 49ers are willing to give Debo a big contract because they're offloading Jimmy G and they have Trey Lance. You know, the Eagles going out to get A.J. Brown. Jalen Hurt, guess what? He's on a rookie contract. You know, you you typically be more and more important and more importantly, and probably won't get a second. I'll say more importantly, the next rookie quarterback is going to be on the roster. Like right. you, you guys <laughs> so got another one. You guys both said the same thing. And y'all was beating me down trying to get that point out. Both of you guys saying the exact same thing. No faith in Jalen Hurts, by the way. And but go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, um, and like 
you could take the Chargers, for example. The Chargers actually paying two wide receivers about $20 million. Now with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, and they, because they can. You know, they have Justin Herbert, a guy that's a solidified stud, top five quarterback on a rookie contract. Look at the Bengals. I'm sure the Bengals is going to have this problem soon. The problem that the Bengals is going to have is those guys are all going to be due up around the same time. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. I'm sure one of those guys end up getting franchised and they get a long-term deal done. And then they eventually get everybody solidified. But when you have a quarterback that's on a rookie contract, it just opens so much up for the rest of your roster. Yeah, I think. And and another thing, the Chargers also have many other rookie contracts as well. Their left tackle, rookie contract. Mm -hmm. Their star safety, still on a rookie contract. Yep. Yep. They still got stuff to work with, I think. Mm -hmm. Just in general, if you're just thinking, you know what, for the next two years, if we're going to gain the best possible advantage that you can, why not? And again, we've had these conversations how many times? So I think we all know what the actual outcome is going to be. But you know, I got to play devil's advocate here. I got to speak on why it has to happen. Uh, But is it going to happen? No, it's not. So it's just not going to happen. But what can happen are some other some other guys that are still out there now, okay? So, Rashad, let me start with you, man, because uh, I feel like feel like Destin wants to talk about one guy, but you probably want to talk about that guy. So I'll, I'll give the floor to you first, man. Talk to me about a wide receiver that is still out there, maybe one that I have mentioned before. Talk about him on why Indy should freaking bring this man. Okay, I'm going to talk about uh, – Destin mentioned two guys earlier. I won't talk about neither one of them. I'll let him have that that segment i'm going to talk about a guy that you don't have to trade anything for but it's exactly what this offense is missing ty hilton yeah and i'm gonna talk about another guy just in case um (laughs) (laughs) uh i'm gonna go with will fuller i'm gonna go with will fuller a guy who has been a number one receiver before extremely fast guy exactly what this offense is missing as far as when you talk about the z receiver you know, a, a position that they want to use Alec Pierce in, but you can move Alec Pierce all around. You can move Will Fuller all around. This is a guy that legitimately takes the top off of the defense. And if you put him in the right situation, I think he can be productive again. The only question you have with him is his health. You know, and I know Indy has had their fair share of guys having health issues. We, we're dealing with one right now with Paris Campbell. Hopefully, between Will Fuller and Paris Campbell, one of those guys emerge, and you get a you get you a solid trio of Pittman, Fuller, Campbell, or Pierce. You know, three of those guys. If you get three of those guys to come in and be consistent and be healthy all season, I think Indy would have a really good wide receiver core. And the price for Will Fuller shouldn't be much around this time. You figure he'd get about a one year, five to six million dollars a year, probably as a prove it deal to prove he can still be a guy in this league. And that's just one option to me. I think that that's a fairly cheap option, but it can be a high risk, high reward, a high risk. I mean, high reward, low risk. pick. Yeah. I mean, that that's definitely an option. I think there's multiple. And what I tweeted out earlier, I just think there's more realistic options that are in the Ballard price point, And more importantly, are in the realm to just pair with this two to three year timeline of Matt Ryan. Um, Because I think whatever receiver move you decide to go in that route, that's the timeline it needs to be on, more importantly than a Terry um, five-year type role. 
So one guy that I'd, I've heard multiple times this offseason that the Colts have interest in, and I know that uh, multiple teams have interest, and it's all about whether the team is willing to do it, um, is Tyler Lockett in Seattle. Um, that's a guy who I think um, the, the dead cap is a big issue for sure in Seattle. But at the end of the day, they're a bad roster. Um, I, I'm sorry. Their, their quarterback battle is going to be Geno Smith, Drew Locke, and our boy, Jacob Eason. So I, I just think if you're going to take a dead cap to get picks, like it makes sense. Lockett's older. He's just not on their time frame anyway. I, I think if you're going to take the dead cap right now is the time to do it if you're Seattle. And I think Lockett's the type of guy who you can put on this two to three timeline, a really solid receiver still in this league. And you pair him with Pittman, um, you pair him with Pierce, because I think you can slide Lockett in the Z realm. You could put him in the Y realm. So him and Pierce can almost just flip flop depending on the formation. Um, and that's just, that's a receiver core I'd like to see. My, my biggest thing is I think another receiver is added before week one starts, personally. I just think there's too much interest that I've heard for it not to happen. Whether it's TY, free agent, a trade, I think somebody is added. I would say, like, by now, obviously, OTAs, OTAs have wrapped up now. Now the whole entire franchise is just going into sleep mode before you you lock in for some months. Uh I, I would imagine by this time, Ballard is still doing his due diligence. Is the conversation there for Odell Beckham or Julio Jones? There's still vets who are dealing with injuries, but there's still guys who have performed at a high level. And of course, like Rashada said, you know, is Odell still going to LA? Well, it hasn't happened yet. And I don't know what the specifics are about that. Maybe Rashad might want to get into that. I'll let him do that if he wants to. But all I know is nothing is done between Odell and L.A. Why not swoop in and just say, you know what? If you can't help us day one, because obviously he won't. If you can't help us day one, can you be there in November when we're getting ready to go to the playoffs? Can you be there for us in the playoffs if we were there, supposed to be there? Can you be there and help us? Julio Jones. Get him with the team doctor or bring him in for a physical or whatever the case may be. Bring him in for a visit. Whatever the case may be. I don't care. Ch- check up. What is going on? Is the body feeling right? Have you done physical therapy? Are you doing cryotherapy? Are you doing whatever the case may be? Where is your body? I get the Will Fuller thing, but at this point, it's kind of like with Will, Julio, Odell, injuries are a huge issue, especially with T.Y. Hilton. Again, I'm sorry, I'm just not bringing T.Y. into this discussion. If I'm being – I'm just not going to bring him in here. But, again, Julio. I think, he, I think he's in the discussion. I mean, I wouldn't say that T.Y. is among the top of my list of people that I'd want to add into this room. I think he – there's enough nostalgia there. And the whole point of it is, is T.Y. Hilton better than some of the receivers they're going to make the Colts roster? Yes. T.Y. is better than some of them. Um, it, it's just what role he could play and where he's at um, health-wise. I'll say about Julio Jones, I think some of the other free agents could still happen because there's a route of why they haven't signed yet. If Julio and the Colts were going to sign, I just feel like it would have happened. Um, like the, the storyline is there. That's still been there since the day they traded for Matt Ryan. There's been reports that the Colts had some sort of reach out, but I've heard nothing else since. And um, I'm not saying I get every scoop that comes through. There's been multiple things that have shocked me this offseason. There's going to be multiple more that shock me. But I've heard just nothing 
on the on Julio Jones. And to me, that just make and, and the time frame of it just makes me think that, that there's just not interest. Um, one way or the other, whether it's Julio's camp to Indy, whether it's Indy to Julio, maybe both. Maybe there's just mutual disinterest. Uh, who knows what the situation is? I just think if it would already happen. Odell, I think um, the ACL makes sense why he's not signed yet. If he could be ready by like an October or maybe around late October realm of things, would it be worth it? Yeah, because when Odell's healthy, we saw what he was able to do with the Rams. And that was playing in a very heavy Y rotation. He could yeah. slide into that still at this point of his career. So Will Fuller, I think he's a guy who, when healthy, can do that. That's why he's available It's because of health. Julio, to me, it, he would be here if it, if it was going to happen. I agree with that. I agree with that totally. And um, on Odell front, me and Dustin discussed Odell earlier this week, and I was telling him, I talked to him the same day as the Super Bowl, the same day he tore the ACL, and he did say that this one wasn't as worse as, as the last one. He said he was able to push pressure on it. I told Dustin, we all went out the, the Super Bowl night, you know, to the, to the after party, the Super Bowl party, and he, he was walking. I mean, of course, he was limping, obviously, had just torn his ACL, but he said it was nowhere near the pain. He couldn't, he was, he wasn't able to put pressure on it the first time it happened. He said this time he should be, he, he, he's thinking about nine to 10 months tops. And that was in early February, first week of February. So I, I told Destin that I expect him to be back October, November at the latest, because he's a fast healer, man. He's one of those guys. He's going to work his ass off to get back in the top notch shape. And we saw what, the type of effect Odell can have on the team. You know, it, it was sad to see Robert Woods go down as soon as Odell got there. So we never got to see that trio. But Odell stepped right in, man. Like after a couple of weeks, again, familiar with the system, slotted right in, was a factor all the way up, even in the Super Bowl game. He caught the first touchdown for the Rams. He He's just that type of guy that, that, that demands a double team. And I think he would be the perfect complement to a guy like, like Michael Pittman. So I would be excited to see if that was a possibility. But all signs, everything that I've heard so far is that he will be back with the Rams. He, he had the surgery with their doctors. You know, he, he's out there currently rehabbing. It, it just seems like all signs point to the Rams, unless something goes terribly wrong between now and but, whenever he signs his contract. But come on, Odell Beckham Jr.'s personality just screams Indianapolis, right? Not, not L.A., not New York. Right. Indianapolis. Come on, guys. No. No. Can't do it. Well, fuck the Rams because there's nothing special about them. L.A. is overrated, so – why would anybody want to go there, right? Uh, they should just everybody should request a trade, even the coaches. Trade me out of here. So nothing special about LA. They're probably as good as the what's that XFL team, the Buffaloes or something. Whatever the case may be. Uh, XFL. But, wow. Yeah. What's so special about them? You know, they just won the Super Bowl. Nothing big. But anyways, guys, that has been this segment. Of course, we're going to talk about Isaiah Rogers. Whoo. So I'm not sure if y'all have been on Twitter lately, but Isaiah Rogers got some time on his hands. He's got some time, clearly. Uh, and he has been responding to everybody. Apparently, Dustin, I didn't know this. Isaiah Rogers was drafted as a wide receiver. I, I did not know this. Apparently, that's what's been said. And he took notice of it as well. And we were all laughing together. So coming into this, of course, Isaiah Rogers looks primed and ready to be cornerback too. I've spoken on it on maybe am I against it or do I have questions about it? But I have asked around, boy, Isaiah Rogers was making plays. 
He was making plays out there in mini camp. And what are you going to take from mini camp? There's only certain things you can only really take that are a real indicator for what's to come. But as of right now, we've heard great things. So, Rashad, let me start with you, man. Isaiah Rogers taking this next step and this next step. Technically, we actually need him to take this next step, if we're being honest. Is it maybe hopefully, hopefully not too much pressure on him? And do you think he can hold up? Because we have 17 weeks of really good receivers he will face. I got a bone to pick with Isaiah Rogers, man. Isaiah Rogers has been responding to everybody's tweet but mine. And my tweet is the one that got all of this hoopla started, and I'm upset about it. He's been commenting all around it. People that like it. Did he at least like it? No, he didn't like it. He didn't like it. He didn't. He didn't retweet it. But he's been liking and retweeting everybody that has been responding to my tweet. I'm upset, Isaiah Rogers. I know it's probably because I don't follow you. I just went and followed you too, by the way. So you don't have to hold that gripe against me anymore. But now on the serious note, uh. I talked to a couple of guys, uh, a couple of people that that was just around, that was around OTAs, and they was raving about Isaiah Rogers. They say he was clearly the best player on the Colts' defense at OTAs. I was floored when I heard the reviews that he was getting. You know, uh, Stephon Gilmore had a little injury early on in OTAs, a little bug he was shaking off. So Isaiah Rogers was taking all of those snaps as the number one cornerback until Stephon did make his return and ended up catching an interception in one of those practices off of Matt Ryan. But Isaiah Rogers, man, he was making play after play, keeping up stride for stride with guys like Paris Campbell, uh, speed guys. He just showed the maturity. And I think the experience that he was able to get a couple of seasons ago when the coach made that playoff run and, and we played Buffalo and he had a couple big plays in that Buffalo playoff game, he carried that into – last season where I think he played well in the spots that he was called up on to play. I think this will be the first time where he has the inside track to be a full-time starter. And I think getting those reps in those important moments was huge for his development. And I think it just gave him confidence, you know, a guy that got drafted late, didn't go to a real big school, but he doesn't lack in confidence, man. And, And the rare ability he has is when he does get beat, he has the crazy closing speed. And I'm just glad to see that he took that next step that that's going to be also important because when you move the Rockets in, I know you replaced them with Stephon Gilmore. You're going to get targeted a lot when you're across from Stephon Gilmore. So that that's going to be a big focus on other teams to attack him. Kenny Moore is in a slot. He's not going to get picked on as much as Isaiah Rogers will. So you're going to have a target on your back early on. So it's important that you establish yourself early in the season and let people know that I'm not going to be the one to get picked on in the secondary. Yeah, I mean, people have nothing but positive to say about what Isaiah Rodgers is doing at OTAs. Um, I, I've said this from the moment the Gilmore signing happened. Um, when that kind of signing happens in a position, you see like one to two things happen for a guy. One, it like shoots their confidence down that they just went from being the top guy, young guy who's going to get all those looks 
um, and they see this veteran coming in that's going to take those snaps. Or they embrace it, they add it to the fire, and they work harder, and they make it a positive. And all Isaiah Rogers has said about it and all he's done about it is performed since it happened. He's performed, and he mentioned how excited he is to work with a guy like Gilmore to be able to take knowledge from that. Um, Kenny Moore currently doing all this sit-out stuff that's going on. Isaiah Rogers is just getting so many opportunities for snaps right now, and he's making the most of it. Um, I think he is one of those guys where if he takes a step in that right direction and he can be a top-level quarterback, too, this defense is top two, and it's not two. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm excited to hear ab- about a lot of this, man. I, I really am. I, I, I was talking to a couple of buddies of ours. They're, they're Indie local media. There, there were a couple of guys. Uh, and I was talking to him. And I was just like, hey, you know, who was he going against when these said plays were going on? None of them said it was against Michael Pittman. So if you're, you know, I, I'm not trying to play it down, but I can't get excited when you're making plays on Ashton Doolin and Desmond Patman and Paris Campbell. I can't get excited about that. I got to floor my expectations a little bit because when we get to training camp, I need to see him on Michael Pittman. Or if we bring in a vet, I need to see him against those guys. I highly doubt, and I hope he doesn't play in the preseason. But if he does, who's going to play? Who's going to be good that he's going to play in the preseason? I just need to see the pads on and him going up against Michael Pittman. That's what I need to see. I'm happy. I'm excited that, you know, step for step, in shorts, he was with these guys, kind of what we expect because we knew he was a speedster coming out of college. I got to see more. I got to see more before I start talking cornerback two. Um, it might be cornerback two by default because who else is going to step in that spot? But, again, I- I'm glad. I- I'm happy about it. But I need, I need to see the pads come on. That- that's what I need to see. Uh, I need to see him go, get, go up against Michael Pittman. And we- we'll be out there at training camp. I, I just can't get excited. Dang, bro, he locked up Ashton Doolin. Someone in the crowd. Who? Who? Doolin, wide like receiver too. Like, like the New Day. Who? 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 That's, that's to say Doolin for wide receiver too, man. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know where any of that came from. Uh, but uh, Doolin's making the roster. That's all that matters. Okay, yes, oh, we know sure. that. We know that, Captain Obvious. Okay, what a different a year makes. It's Captain Obvious now. <laughs> yeah, wow. we, had, we had like three episodes arguing that last so year. So I thought Destin was going to be the one to come back. It's <laughs> not you, Rashad. I got to cause oh. trouble, man. I've been going. Right, right. You got to cause trouble. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I'm excited. I want to see it. I want to see him take that next step. But again. I can't be excited when we're watching reps against Ashton Doolin. With all due respect, hopefully he develops into something good. But, again, can't get too excited about that. But what can I get excited about is Manscaped. Support for for the Blue Stable is brought to you by Manscaped, all right, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped, the performance package. 4.0, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code VSTABLE2 at manscaped.com. And again, guys, they have a good deal on the site. You go over there. They got a Father's Day special. 
get get your father something good man now if y'all are like 16 17 listening to the show y'all better not be going around y'all's women smelling funky all right that that, that can't happen all right that, that that just can't happen so get there use our code and they already have great specials like their cologne usually around 44 dollars, but they have a special right now and you can get this cologne for 20 dollars wait that wasn't in my cap package i i, got, I bought this with my box. own money okay i bought this with my own money but uh, why, michael michael's out here using the code huh right, right right out here hey bro my my girlfriend my sister-in-law they're using the code and y'all mother efforts better be too uh but anyways guys get this cologne right here all right we got refined smelling good smell good you know if you got somebody at work that you're trying to impress let me go impress the let me go impress real quick all right you know st- st- Step your game up a little bit, all right? You know, I'm not trying to out here be like Destin. I'm trying to be like Rashad when it comes to my game, all right? Because if y'all 16, 17, I'm telling you, women love good-smelling men, all right? So, again, Father's Day special, and you get to double dip with the code. What we're going to dip into right now is these position rankings featuring the wide receiver and the corner position. Now, let's get started with the wide receivers. I feel like we're going to have a lot of names, but I feel like who's going to – I want to get whoever is going to piss me off more out the way. Uh, Destin, go. Let's go with you first, man. Let's go with you first. What you got for us? Um, So we're starting just to replay real quick. Um, I like to block Michael out sometimes when he talks. Um, But uh, we started with receivers or corners? Receivers, right? All right. Receivers. Receivers. All right. All right, I'm going to start at 1 and go to 15, uh, similar to how we did it last week. Save all the applause till after, of course, of this beautiful list. But uh, at 1, I'm going to go Devontae Adams still. Um, I know Cooper Cup has had a crazy season, but Devontae Adams, I I just feel like he's on another planet. Uh, Cooper Cup, I have it too. The season he had last year, I feel like he deserves to be that high. Three, I got Justin Jefferson. Four, I got Stephon Diggs. Uh, I, mm. I think Stefan Diggs is a top three route runner in football. Um, and I just don't think route running gets weighed enough in these kind of things usually. And because of that, I'm going to weigh it as much as I want. So if you're listening and you hate that, sit down. Uh, at five, I have Tyreek Hill. I know some people are going to be mad he's, he's only at five. I'm really curious to see what the drop-off to Tua looks like for him. I'm curious to see um, what the lack of deep balls does to his game. But I'm going to keep him in the top five. At six, I'm going to go Debo Samuel, um, weird unicorn-type receiver whose usage, I don't know if it's going to be able to hold up, but the season he had last year, and if he can replicate that, that's he, he's just a unicorn-type guy at the receiver position. At seven, I'm, I'm going to go Mike Evans. Um, I think Mike Evans is underappreciated in the NFL. I do. I, I think Mike Evans is underappreciated in the NFL. And that's just my personal thought on it. Um, I think people that like to say he's the number two receiver in Tampa, I don't get it. Um, I think Mike Evans has just been a dog since the day he walked into the NFL scene, and he's that good. At number eight, I have DeAndre Hopkins. That's a little low. Um, dude just got suspended for PEDs. Um, I think we saw a little bit of a step back last year even. I- I'm going to keep him at eight. And you can clown me for it in a second. At I nine, I got a youngin. At nine, I got Jamar Chase. Um, 
I think I think he's a young dog, man. Like he, there's something about that kid that I just think he's going to be. If his second year jump is drastic from the rookie season we just had, like we might be talking top four um, next year. At ten, we got an older older folk, but just so good, Keenan Allen. Um, I think Keenan Allen's another guy who's underappreciated in the NFL. At eleven, I'm gonna go CD Lamb. Um, in Dallas, I think CeeDee Lamb is that good. I think CeeDee Lamb is that good. I think the situation in Dallas has been weird. The injuries, the amount of receivers there. He hasn't been able to show it all the way. But I think when you see CeeDee Lamb on the field, he's that good. At 12, I have a receiver, too, um, in Chris Godwin. I think Chris Godwin, when he's healthy, is just that kind of guy. Um, he gets that usage. He's able to do many things. He can play the Z. He can play the Y. I like that dual usage there for Godwin. At 13, I have Terry McLaurin. His quarterback situation makes it to where a lot of people might not have him in this top 15, and you can probably say that for the next two guys I'm about to say. But Terry McLaurin's at 13 for me. I mean, you can make the argument that Taylor Heineke's a top two quarterback he's played with, and that's just sad. I'm sorry, Michael. I was about to say that. Mike is going to get upset with you. At 14, I have DJ Moore. A similar thing I can say about him is the dude's quarterback has just not been there. He still produces. And you don't see that for a lot of guys. Um, and I think DJ Moore is that good as well. Then at 15, I have AJ Brown, the former Titan. Um, I'm curious to see what it looks like in Philadelphia because I just don't know how consistent of a sideline guy. Uh, he's going to be able to be with Jalen Hurts. And I think that's really where a lot of his best work comes. But I like I like um, Devontae Smith as his number two there. So we'll see how they complement each other. But I have A.J. Brown at 15. Hmm. What's the list? I, I'm not, I don't have too much negative. We have a lot of the same guys. We just have different orders. Um, Any, am I going anyone, anyone, that, anyone on my list that doesn't make your list, just say it now. Oh yeah, um, I DJ, DJ Moore is not on my list. DJ DJ Moore is not on my list, and uh, I think that might be the only one though. DJ Moore and Ceedee Lamb. I thought Ceedee Lamb would be someone that I was on my lonesome about. No, Ceedee didn't, didn't make mine. Ceedee Lamb is on my list, but not at eleven. Yeah, no, he's that's a, he's like, hey, well, that's fair. I, I like me some C.D. Lamb. I, I also lived just outside of Norman when he was in college. So is there a little going towards that? Maybe even maybe. But I like C.D. Oh. Lamb's game, man. And he just okay. you can do anything with him. Chris Godwin's not on my list either. Just thought about that. Just all right. <laughs> I might well, as well I just guess, get my list right. <laughs> I guess I'll. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and go next, and then we'll go with Rashad here. My number one is going to be Devontae Adams for all the reasons. We already know. Number two is going to be Cooper Cup. Number three is going to be Jamar Chase for me. This dude on a what? rookie on a, on a rookie year, I can't think of anyone else that comes into a franchise in one year and changes the entire franchise the way this guy did. He blew by everybody. Whoa, 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 he, he whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, you're for, you're for, giving for you're giving Jamar Chase. Second, for one quick second, don't interrupt me. That's a weird uh, way to Jamar spell Chase, Joe Burrow. That's Jamar what I'm saying. Chase, he was. I'm. I'm sorry. I. I can't speak. What are y'all saying? <laughs> you just. Did you just speak on this podcast that Joe Burrow is not the reason that, that the Bengals have changed everything? So Jamar Chase has nothing to do with that. They, he oh, has whoa, whoa, nothing, whoa, 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 whoa. Nothing to no do one, with no what Cincinnati did. 
Michael, you, you like to do that. You like to use that word nothing. Whenever someone makes an argument and we like say one other person's name, you're like, oh, so this person. Well, does I just nothing. mentioned the name and then you brought up another name as if the other well, name I mentioned because, had to do with it. Because your statement was the amount of impact he was able to flip an entire franchise around. That's what you said about Jamar Chase just now. All right, hey, you keep no, going on your list. Oh, so I should have prefaced it. I was actually thinking in my head because I thought this would happen. Non-quarterback pass rusher, the two two most important positions in football. That does make okay. that statement a lot that, better. That does okay. make it a lot better. I was thinking so in my head. A, I'm just like Jesus. So yeah, that, so, that, that's a pretty that's a pretty elite back. So, all pretty, so Jamar, the, the dude just. He, he changed life for everybody, basically, even for Joe Burrow. As great as he is, Jamar Chase made Joe Burrow better as well. And dude blew by everybody. He beat everybody. He was the ultimate weapon, a top five weapon in this year's NFL. What was he, like top three fantasy user? Like, he, he was just too good. Number four, number four, I'm going to have uh, Justin Jefferson. Dude is just a dog. Like, even him. You know, he's had an impact on Minnesota. He's made in Minnesota relevant. He's made Kirk Cousins a little bit better than what he really is. Adam Thielen getting older. So Justin Jefferson filling in that spot. Have him at number four. At number five, I have, uh, let me see. At five, I have, sorry. I just had a, uh, I just had a, uh, notification coming five i have stefan diggs i have stefan diggs at five he's a real solid uh route runner changed life in buffalo obviously making them real contenders we already know what that's about at number six i have debo samuel y'all already know about my love for debo samuel the dude does everything uh even though he probably shouldn't be doing everything anymore like lining up in the backfield but playing anywhere Dude just he, – he gets open all the time, and he's he, he's a great weapon to have. Number seven, I'm going to have Tyreek Hill. Uh, the speed alone just makes you that dangerous. You can just blow by anybody on the defense, and you're a weapon that can, that, that can be had. Number eight, I have Mike Evans, okay, for, you know, Destin, for, for, for you, uh, lover of Texas A&M, obviously. Mike Evans, the dude ever since he's came in, even when he had Jameis Winston, who isn't bad, but damn, the dude was getting 1,000 yard, yards then, and he's popping off now with Tom Brady, obviously won a Super Bowl. Dude just makes life easier for everybody. Number nine, I'm going to go a little bit higher on Terry McLaurin. I think what he's been able to do with the not-so-great talent at quarterback just screams to me. Those, how those great how great you can be with a good quarterback and that's not Carson Wentz by the way slamming on your boy Heineke Michael hey man I do love me some Heineke but let's, let's be real here for a second he did play good I mean Taylor did some good thing let's not put disrespect there but come on now come on uh but he he's done it all whoever they put at quarterback Terry McLaurin is balling out number 10 I got Chris Godwin uh, we already know about him. 11, I have DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe a little bit low, but again, been dealing with injuries, like Dustin said. Got busted, you know. Got to drop him a little bit. Number 12, I have A.J. Brown. The dude is just, he's really good. But I'm not entirely sure if he'll be top 15 this year 
because he's going to a situation with no quarterbacks. So unless he's getting jet sweeps and he's lining up in the backfield, then we'll have a separate conversation. But as of now, A.J. Brown is number 12 for me. Number 13 is going to be Keenan Allen. Again, a guy that not, not a lot of people think about. You know, he went to California, him and his brother. They were, you know, they were wide receivers there for the Golden Bears. He ended up getting to the NFL, was already a, was already a stud when he got there. Uh, made life easier for guys like Phillip Rivers who couldn't extend plays with his legs, but he was balling ever since uh, he's gotten into the league. Number 14, I got Brandon Cooks, a guy who, again, got forgotten. He's in Houston. Nobody thinks about him. But the dude's just been balling. Where If it's been New England, if it's been L.A., he's been a number one for every quarterback he's been with. He's been doing it a while, and I would take him on my damn team. Like He'll make life easier for Michael, for Matt, for just everybody involved. Number 15, Destin. Tell me who 15 is. Um, if I had to guess, I would go Mr. Michael Pittman Jr. Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Pittman Jr. Not only do I grade on talent, but what did you do and what did you have to work with? Beat up offensive line, not so much of a great quarterback, no help in the wide receiver room, and you carried the passing offense. He did that in his second year. He did that. Uh, there were a couple, obviously, a couple of others that it, it was just real tough. But I do grade on what did you do, who was around you, what did you have to work with. Uh, like, like a guy for CD, who we talked about, CD Lamb. He had great, he had other great players next to him. So I didn't see him take the weight of that offense into his hands. You got guys like Amari, you got guys like Cedric, you got guys like Michael Gallup, you got guys like Dalton Schultz, you got the running game, you got the offensive line. I mean, he's great. Absolutely. Probably, probably 16, actually. But I've just seen Michael do a little bit more with a little bit less. So those are the wide receivers for me. Rashad, uh, if 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 he's alive right now. <laughs> um Rashad, real quick before we get into your rankings, what uh, what jersey is that you're wearing? Tracy McGrady, baby. Tracy Mc... All right, Tracy McGrady. All right, he yes, got... sir. Rashad got a little bit game to him. He got a little bit game. Okay. Yeah. All right. Man. <laughs> Rashad, talk to us, man. What we got on the wide receivers? All right. So, number one, I have Devontae Adams. So that's the trifecta. I think we all agree there. We all think Devontae Adams is the the best receiver in the NFL. Uh, number two, I have Cooper Cup as well. Um, three, I have a man y'all have a little bit lower, and I don't know why, Tyreek Hill, who has just proven to be the ultimate weapon. I know maybe some people feel like that was a product of playing with Patrick Mahomes, so we'll find out more on him this year, you know, seeing him in a new offense, seeing him with a new quarterback, a quarterback that he says is more accurate than his old quarterback, by the way. So we'll see. What, what was he gonna fired. say? What, what was what was he gonna say? Shots Rashad? fired. Hey, hey, man. I don't know, man. I, I I'm just saying what he said. He could have said more accurate. He could have said, "I'm going to a great quarterback to another great quarterback." He didn't have to straight up say. That's true. He, he could have said. That. 
No, he was he was flat. He he was he was prompted. He was asked, um, "Do you do you like the more accurate, like where it hits you right in the bread basket, or do you like the deep ball?" That's what he was asked. I mean, he's got he's got he's got to hype his up, dude. Pat, Patrick Mahomes don't care what Tyreek Hill's saying in the media. Me, they media probably, responses they probably had drinks fake. last night. They probably had drinks last night. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they give a damn. But okay, my number four is a guy y'all disrespected and it hurt my soul. Number Whoa. four is DeAndre Hopkins. Are you what? guys kidding me? This guy, his last four years, has never had under eleven hundred yards. Has never had under 96 catches. He is a guy that's been productive with bad quarterbacks, with good quarterbacks, good coaching, bad coaching. He has done it all. And this time last year, it would have been an argument between whether he was one or two, between him and Devontae Adams. And how fast we forget, we let an injury just dropped his man. Well, he was on, on you guys' list eight, and I had him at. 11. I had him. At, I had him at eight, so he was still in my top ten. Eight and you eleven. Mm-hmm. I oh mean, I mean, if we're, I'm just gonna be real, even when he was healthy last year, I, I don't, I don't think he had a hundred yard receiving game. How many games did he play last year? One, two, three, four, seven? five, five. Oh, he yeah. played five games. He had five hundred and seventy two yards. He had five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just looking here. The, the other he had, he had five seventy two. Well, these recent games are lying. Okay, he played more than five games. We're good. We're good. We're oh, good. All right. All right. He, he still didn't have a hundred yard receiving game last year. He, he played one, touchdowns. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games last year. Ten games last year, not five. Did not have a hundred yard receiving game. Eight touchdowns, which is probably more than some of the guys that was on you guys' list. By the way. I will say when Hopkins when Hopkins played last year in these ten games they were eight and two. Hmm. But I'm I'm just saying I, I just, I, no, not one 100 yard receiving game in ten games he was banged up. Ooh, he was terrible. And, he, he was hurt. And he was P, injured. And P and PED ended up apparently. Ooh, uh, ended up. Yeah, throw it in there. He hey, had to I, throw it in there. DeAndre, I'm sh- like, there's so many things that can flag guys for PEDs. We're being 100 honest here. There's so <laughs> many different things that can catch these dudes. The infamous it, it horse mean, tranquilizer. It don't mean that it's. It doesn't mean it's like steroids, like it used to be. Like there's like so many different things that count as a performance enhancer. So I just uh, want to. I just wanted to touch on that one though, because that was a big disparity that we had amongst each other so that's why i wanted to touch on that one uh, right. my number five is justin jefferson i mean what what more do i have to say about a guy that's had like back-to-back 1400 yard 1500 yard season like he, he's ridiculous he's a phenomenon and, I, and i'm gonna tell you i rank guys coming off your rookie year I'm, I'm a little bit lower on you because i like to see you do it more than once but once you do it twice you know a guy like justin jefferson i have to put you in my top five at that point so that's why he's at number five Number six, Stefan Diggs. Uh, you you called him a top three route runner. I think he's the best route runner. Him, him uh, I love his release. I think Devontae Adams has the best release off of the line of scrimmage. But I think for his uh, route running, it's kind of awkward. It's not the traditional, you know, some of the steps he takes. But the things he does when he's running routes is, is phenomenal. Ask Marshawn Lattimore. More on him later. Uh, Stefan Diggs is my number six. Debo Samuel, my number seven. Mike gave a good explanation 
Uh, I know Destin called him a unicorn. Mike just said Mike just loves Debo Samuel. He's been high on him since before this breakout season. So I give him credit for that. Debo's number seven. Mike Evans is number eight. Just a model of consistency. A guy that's never not had a thousand yards in the season, regardless of what quarterback or what coach, whatever system he's in. He's just a guy that consistently produced, not flashy. So you see guys like Antonio Brown come over there and get called the number one, or some people say Chris Godwin's the number one. It's the number one receiver is Mike Evans. And, and, and it's a reason why he doesn't see the, the single coverage and, and has the big explosive games is because he's the guy that teams are game planning for. Trust me, I know that. And they're not they're not concerned as much with Chris Godwin, a guy that Chris Godwin does everything, you know, pretty much for that team as far as lining up in a slot, being a power slot, a guy that blocks. He, he's he's good in the run game. You know, Godwin's that type of guy. But Mike Evans is the stud receiver on that team. Hey, don't tell Antonio Brown that that bozo went on a podcast and said, who who get who get live more than me? Yes, that's why he's. Who gets signed more than you? Because it's all these guys. How about that? <laughs> uh, that was that. Mike Evans was eight. Number nine is Keenan Allen, a a guy that's just a technician, man. He is a route technician. He's always open, sure-handed. A, another guy that just produce produces year after year. He had uh, injury trouble in the past, but now that he's healthy, man, he is just one of those guys that always gets open. A guy that works extremely hard. Saw that up close. With the Chargers. Uh, my next guy, number 10, rounding out my top 10 is AJ Brown. Just a guy that can do it all. Work from the slot, work from the outside. He's a running back when the ball is in his hands. He's a big play waiting to happen. As soon as he touches the ball, man, the coach fans know all too well. And, and you saw the celebration we gave when he was traded out of the division. It was for a reason. He's a guy that's that explosive. He's rounding out my top 10. My number 11 is a guy that I think can be a lot higher after this season. It's Jamar Chase. This guy has it all. He has top three, top four ability. I just, he only done it one time though. So I'm not, I'm not going crazy yet, but this is a guy that if he does what he did in his rookie season, if he repeats that, he'll be in my top five for sure. Somebody's going to have to come out. Maybe DeAndre Hopkins, since Dustin says he's fell off a bridge, a cliff all of a sudden. So I'm expecting big things from Jamar Chase. Uh, I got him at 11. My number huge, 12 is huge a huge cap. <laughs> I love Jamar, I love Jamar Chase, but I got to stick to my rookie rule. And I have this rule for our cornerbacks when the cornerbacks comes up. I, I'm, it's going to apply again for a guy that I think is a special talent. My number 12 is a guy that hasn't been mentioned today, so I'm interested in the seat. It is DK Metcalf. I don't believe any of you guys had him in y'all top 15, right? DK Metcalf, he's not a technician. He's not, a, he's not a, a, a precise route runner. He's bigger than everybody. He's faster than everybody. He's a traditional X receiver. What you want an X receiver is a guy that's big, which I want Michael Pittman to be. It's what DK Metcalf has proven he is already. That's a guy that has 1,300 yards before, Mike. That's a guy that's consistently producing, has double-digit touchdown season. He's a guy that I don't know if he's going to be able to do it without Russell Wilson. So that's going to be a big question that he has <laughs> to answer. I'm curious to see. And, that's and a with, big reason for his stats. Hey, You're he's going, going. He's going for fifteen hundred with Eason, boy. Dustin <laughs> oh. keeps pushing his Eason in Seattle thing. And, the and the I all think pro the, level is coming, man. It's coming with Jacob Eason. 
DK Metcalf is about to explode. DK DK Metcalf, man, is a guy that has been productive every year since he's been in the NFL. So I, I can't take that away from him. My number 13 guy is the guy that we're all currently campaigning for to come to Indianapolis. The hometown kid is Terry McLaurin, a, another guy who's just been productive no matter what quarterback. Uh, I should be saying in spite of his quarterback because he was forced to play with Taylor Heineke. And sorry, Michael, he didn't get a chance to play with uh, with Fitzpatrick, which I think which would have been great for his career. I think that was the type of quarterback he needs to see him really show off his ability to stretch the field. He just haven't had, uh, had the chance to do that since he's been in the league. But he's a guy that's still consistently productive. My he number probably, four, he probably would have had like 50 more targets with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's true, too. My number 14 is a guy. Uh, this is a bit of pro, bit of a projection is C.D. Lamb. Uh, C.D. Lamb, I think, is a bona fide X receiver. He's he's the type of guy. He has every physical attribute that you want in your wide receiver. And he makes the splash plays, too. So those are always good. Some of the wild catches. He'll drop some of the routine ones. And, and that's that's the thing that uh, concerns me with him. I think he has mental laps. Uh, is he thinking about what he's going to do after he catches the ball, before he brings it in? But those wild, spectacular plays, the physical, the speed, the power at the top of the route, the separation he gets, his ability to go up and be a ball winner in traffic. CeeDee Lamb has all of that, and I'm excited to see him finally as the bona fide number one over there with the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. My number 15 is actually a guy that none of you guys mentioned, and I get it. But he is a top five receiver the last time we saw him play healthy. And it's Michael Thomas from the New Orleans Saints. I cannot make a top 15 wide receiver list without a guy that broke the reception record just a couple of seasons ago. This guy, he's not flashy, but he makes he he's as sure-handed as they come. Let, let's not debate that. He makes the tough physical catches in traffic. He's a big guy. He'll go up and get the ball. He's not much of a, a, a field stretcher or, you know, a guy with deep speed, but he's a sure-handed guy. And I just felt terrible leaving him off of a list like this, especially when I think he'll be back this season, hopefully. But I think people really forgot how good Michael Thomas was when he was healthy. So I just couldn't make a top 15 list without 100, it. 149 catches, 17, <laughs> 25 yards, and nine touchdowns. But you, that was me? 2019. Okay, what he did in twenty twenty. That was the start of his injury year. So he had forty catches, four hundred yards, four hundred. He got hurt that season. Zero touchdowns. He got hurt that season, and then he didn't play the following season at all. Which so that's that's why I didn't kill you guys. I wasn't saying like you guys should have had. Yeah, but to I me, to me, you missed be. like to me it was like one year off from like the seventeen twenty five. Like I'm gonna have to put him on. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but then but then there's the. The 2020 year was down because the injury didn't play in 2021 at all. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think he could be a f- top 15 receiver? Heck yeah. Like, he, like dude, yeah. dude, when he's on the field and when he's healthy, can do things that a lot of guys can't do. That's a cra- heck of a workload. We'll see if he can still do that after the injury. Um, right. But for me, two years off from that, I, I, I had to keep him off. Hey, and man, I live he, in New Orleans. He, he may only run slants, but he catches them. <laughs> that's the thing I, I live in new orleans man i gotta go outside if somebody sees this list and say i don't have michael thomas on my top 15 i might i might not make it to the next they, they show, gonna so. catch you lacking rashad they're gonna catch don't, you don't say that man knock on wood right no more gumbo for you <laughs> hey man cajuns on claiborne when they see you come in they're gonna be like closed 
Hey, they gonna say they gonna do that. Uh, my my, my reason for Michael Thomas. I mean, he, if I made a top twenty, he he probably would have made it. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we we make our rankings differently. But yeah. I'm just big on what have you done for me lately. That's why I had Jamar Chase higher because even though it was one year. It was one of the greatest one-year rookie years that we've ever seen. So, mm-hmm. and then Michael Thomas, we just didn't see him at all. So I can't really put him on my top fifteen personally. If I didn't see you make one catch, that that's my only thing. I don't. I, I'm not mad at it. I'm really yeah. not because when he's on the field, we know what's up. We, we we know what's game. So, guys, that was wide receivers. Any other remarks about our list? All right. If you guys listening have any questions or concerns or y'all want to talk crap to Destin then put it down in the comment section below okay or to Rash- or to Rashad for why he has freaking DK Metcalf in, in the top 15 get in but the comment hey, section all, and let but know, also okay? if you're wanting to pause go get a drink come back it's been a longer episode but we've talked about this last week it's the off season Take a couple days to watch the episode. We don't care, but I'm telling you right now, this might be a good time to pause it. We have some more rankings coming up next. Chill, get comfortable, come back. Look at Dustin with the commercial. Right, right. Speaking of breaks, if there's like a one, like one snack that you have to go to, it doesn't have to be like candy or anything like that. There's one snack you have to go to. (laughs) What is that one? Um, Okay. Uh, I'm a big chip guy. Um, I'm a big chip guy. I like Takis. I like spicy chips, but I can also get down with like cheddar sour cream. They got Takis original in Lay's. Yeah. I think Takis are everywhere now. Y'all eat yeah, spice they, up they, north? Ty- yeah. Takis is here too, for sure. Oh, yeah. oh I, we already know that. Come on. <laughs> That's I'm a, I'm a chip guy too. I'm a chip guy like like Destin. I'm a more traditional chip guy. So uh, my go-to chip is Cooler Ranch Doritos. Like uh, That is my favorite. But I also love like hot Cheetos, um, anything spicy. I'm a spicy guy. Like when it comes to Amen. food, chips, snacks, Amen. anything, man. Spicy, I, I, I'm sold if you tell me it's spicy. Hey, man, I make a good burger, a good spicy burger. I will really? say that. I thought, I thought you were saying burger was your snack. I was like, snacks? Nah, All right. Spicy burger. But yeah, I think if I had to choose a Dorito, Sweet spice, sweet spicy chili is mine for Doritos. Uh, what? <laughs> sweet, yep, that's my that that's mine right there. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that. You know, I, maybe I maybe I'll give them a try. Maybe I'll go get me a bag tomorrow. I've had them; they're okay. To be your favorite chip, that's something. Nah, that's the Taylor Heineke of chips. No, my favorite chip. I'm talking about my favorite of the Doritos brand, of the Doritos brand. But my favorite Those one's probably got to be cream. Cream. It's probably got. Takis, yeah, Takis. Yeah, that's got to be. Things are just delicious, man. Um, Ever got the Taki powder and made some cheese sticks with him? Do that as well, guys. But anyways, getting away from the food part, all right? Hopefully you guys had enough time to go get your your Gatorade, get get hydrated and everything, because we're about to talk some corners. And on this one, I think I'll let Destin go first, all right? I I think we're going to have a nice, healthy discussion here. There's not going to be too much craziness going on. Because we live in a real good, like Destin said last week, safety NFL. I think we live in a good corner NFL. So, Destin, Destin Michael likes you. He, he's letting you go first twice, man. He, he You must have did something good. You must be on his good side. Hey, I don't know, man. But I also agree with Michael. 
I think the corner class, this corner group in the NFL is really deep. Uh, we'll get to safeties later, but safety is one of my favorite positions in the NFL right now. But we're going to go to corners right now. Um, one to 15 here. I'm going to go one, um, Jalen Ramsey, um, probably who's been one on my list the last three years. Um, I just think he's that special. I think dude's just elite. Uh, from the moment he stepped in the NFL, Jalen Ramsey has the ability to travel, has the ability just to play a side if you need him to, can slide into the nickel, can blitz the quarterback. Dude can do whatever you want him to do. Dude's a Swiss Army knife. Um, and Jalen Ramsey's just elite at it whatever he's asked to do. Um, at two, I'm going to go the newly paid corner out of Green Bay, Zaire Alexander. Um, I like me some Zaire Alexander, man. Um, he had a little bit of getting picked on here and there last year, um, to some points where I could see some people having him a little bit below two. Um, but to me, I even saw the highs of his game last year, and I would take his highs and ability to legit lock down a guy. Um, I know the interception number is something a lot of people like to – go towards in this kind of realm. But to me, it's how, how much yards do you allow on your target to get? And Zaire Alexander can lock a dude up. At number three, I have a guy who can get the interceptions and do it. I have J.C. Jackson who just went to the Chargers. Um, I like me some J.C. Jackson. I think he's in the younger realm of it. Got his first big contract this offseason, moving over to the Chargers. And he's no longer a Patriot, so I can talk good about him. Uh, what is there not to like about J.C. Jackson this year? Mm-hmm. At four – I have a little bit of an older guy that some people might not have in their top five, but when he's done it so consistently well for so long, I'm going to give it to him. Darius Slay. I have Darius Slay at four, a guy who I just think, again, can take away a guy when you need him to. At five, opposite spectrum, younger guy. I'm going to go A.J. Terrell Jr., um, the corner for Atlanta. One of the big reasons I think Atlanta, especially with – the Deshaun Watson uh, situations going on that they kind of lucked out that he didn't pick them. The rumored package included AJ Terrell and AJ Terrell is special. AJ Terrell is special. So keeping him is a big win for them. In my opinion at six, I have Xavier Howard um, out of Miami at seven. I have Marlon Humphrey who had a tough year last year, but man, that Baltimore secondary had so many injuries to it that I'm not going to hold it against him too much at eight. I have Denzel Ward, um, who I think his highs can be a top five guy, but some of his lows are just tough for me to keep him up there. At nine, I have Marshawn Lattimore. And if this list was just top corners against Mike Evans, Marshawn Lattimore would be number one. Um, Marshawn Lattimore just has something special about him when he has an elite receiver on the other side of him. At number 10, we have, I have Patrick Sertan, um, young guy, I know, coming up on the list, but I really liked what I was able to see from him in Denver. And again, just a very low completion percentage when it was targeted. And he was just like one of those guys that you just don't throw at. At 11, I have a Colt, first Colt on the day for the two list for me. I have Stefan Gilmore. Um, Gilmore, <laughs> he struggled a little bit at first, but I think he got it together in Carolina. Again, was able to do a little bit of zone, a little bit of man, and was able to show again that he is able to lock a guy down and hold that completion percentage down. Because to me, again, the interceptions are cool, but I want want a guy who can lock down a guy. I think Gilmore was the right move for the Colts in that regard. At 12, this is going to be the first guy that many are going to consider can be a little bit of both in the nickel or the outside. I have Tredavious White. Um, I think he spends most of his time on the outside snap count wise, but he does a little bit of both. 
uh, moving in and out. Um, that secondary in Buffalo is nice. Um, so that's one of the reasons I have him down a little bit is I think he gets a little help in that regard, but I think he's still talented. At 13, I have James Bradbury, um, who is now a Philadelphia Eagle, um, was in a tough situation in New York roster-wise, and he was just a bright spot on that defense, in my opinion. I think he's still got, he's still got a lot of ball left in him, and I'm excited to see that corner duo in Philadelphia. At 14, I have Byron Jones out of Miami, um, a guy who has played safety in the NFL. He's played corner in the NFL, and I like that duo with Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. I think he doesn't get talked about enough because he's a number two, um, but he's still a solid corner. And at 15, I'm going to go Carlton Davis out of Tampa. I like Carlton Davis. Um, I think he's a guy who he's a very, very good corner two in the NFL, but he's been forced to play corner one since he's gotten the league. I don't think he's going to be ever going to be like that elite corner one in the NFL, but if you got another guy next to him and allowed him to play that two spot, I think he would have a very, very successful career. And I think he already is having a successful career. Um, just don't put the man in man coverage on Tyreek Hill ever again. Um, Especially in the first quarter. <laughs> now the, now the head coach um, of the Tampa Bay Bucks, please, please don't do that ever again <laughs> in your entire life. But Carlton Davis can ball. Hey, man, I'm not – don't have too many complaints, man. Again, I think we're all going to side with each other here on this one. I guess I'll go uh, go next nope. and then – I'm not getting any – I'm not getting any shots for not putting Diggs on my list. Uh, Diggs no. is on mine, but uh, I'm not going right. to hang yeah, it Yeah, I'm not, like, making people in the comment. Body. People in the comments are not going to be that nice to me about it. But oh, no, we'll, you're going to we'll, get cooked. <laughs> Oh no, you're definitely gonna get cooked. But yeah, I was I was just ready for it. I was, but all right, <laughs> all right. So number one for me, I'm gonna go. Uh, I gotta go, Tre'Davious. I'm just kidding, man. I'm going. Uh, I'm going, Jalen Ramsey, man. Bro, you know, I had to. I was give about to say, bro. <laughs> don't do <laughs> had this. To, had to give y'all a little jump. Number one's gonna be Jalen Ramsey. Come on, dude. Plays everywhere. Locks everybody up. Can play man to man. Is really really great in zone. Whatever the case may be, we already know he's good. Number two for me, I'm going to go J.C. Jackson. This guy does not lose too too many reps, man. He's so good man-to-man. And I think if, especially in New England, being on an island, he he was just so good. He faced a lot of great receivers, and he won a lot of matchups. I have him at number two. Number three – Jair Alexander from Green Bay. Again, the guy, former Louisville uh, Cardinal product. Dude is solid. Uh, again, he he can play long arms outside. Hell, if you wanted to, probably do inside. He's just so good, dude. He, he's good. Number four for me, I, I really hope I don't like – oh, my gosh. Number four for me, I'm going Marshawn Lattimore. I'm going to go Marshawn Lattimore. The dude is – I'll say this. If you gave me a choice, if you said I have one trade I could do to upgrade this team, I would trade Kenny Moore for Marshawn Lattimore. I would oh, do I that. Would. I think we he all would. Is, he is elite. He is elite. And I think New Orleans kind of, you know, not being way too good this year kind of took people's attention away from them and maybe it went to maybe it went to Cincinnati maybe it went to the Chargers maybe it went to Stafford and LA seeing how he's doing Marshawn Lattimore is elite and I need to remind everyone of that that he is one of the top corners in this 
league. Number five for me, I'm going to go Tredavious White. Obviously, he suffered horrible injury working back from it. But again, he's still one of the better guys in this league. Number six, well, surprise it to me too, but I'm going Darius Slay. Guy in Philadelphia really held it down in the secondary in Philadelphia. You know, you, you know there wasn't too much going on offense, so the defense had to, you know, step up a little bit. And he was really the vocal leader of that defense. He played a lot. He, he called out a lot of things. He got these young guys in the secondary to stay on the same page. He's just a good vet, man. He's just so good. I think, you know, we, we underrate him a little bit. You know, maybe he was in Detroit. Now he's in Philadelphia. He is good. Number seven for me is going to be A.J. Terrell from Atlanta. I loved him coming out of Clemson. Really, really liked him. But, man, he's balling out. I know Atlanta does not have many, many great pieces, but he is one of them. Obviously, with Deion Jones, Kyle Pitts, um, Calvin Ridley when he comes back in 2024, he's good. And he's possibly the best or the second best player on Atlanta behind Kyle Pitts. And he is, he's been so good. Number eight, Marlon Humphrey. Got to give love to this guy, man. He came into the league, obviously, from Alabama, been in Baltimore. Dude, Him, a duo of him, Marcus Peters, has been really good for Baltimore. Obviously, they didn't have much offense to back them up, but he, he, he can plug and play. He can go man-to-man, can go zone, whatever the case may be you ask of him. Number nine. I was debating this one a little bit, but number nine, I'm going to go Denzel Ward. Uh, For me personally, I forgot how, and I'll admittedly say, I forgot how good Denzel Ward was because, sorry if I offend uh, Nick, but I don't watch freaking Cleveland. Like, I don't watch them. So, so I'm I'm sorry. I just, there's nothing special about Cleveland to watch, Uh, but... Obviously, going back a little bit at the end of the season, who was good? Denzel Ward. Damn, dude's actually playing really well. Uh, obviously, he's got a good teammate in Greg Newsom, Destin, our guy from Northwestern. We got number 10, Xavier Howard from Miami. We got 11, Stephon Gilmore. It feels good, just like we did with the pass rushes. It feels good to have a corner on this list for the Colts. Stephon Gilmore, obviously, for the reasons we know. Number 12, I hope I don't shock anybody, but let me know, Rashad, if this was the guy you were talking about, about a young guy when you were talking about corners. Patrick Sertan at number 12. This dude, (laughs) and he's giving me the thumbs up. Patrick Sertan had a really good rookie year. He really did. The dude faced some really solid receivers i thought he did a great job on tyreek hill he didn't get beat too much but he did he had a great game i think what was it it was a week week 17 i believe i think it was one of those last games he played tyreek hill really really well he played other receivers really well the dude was strong the dude just doesn't get beat too much and this dude Patrick Sertan has a chance to be the best corner coming up in the nfl he has a chance to Obviously, corners, shelf lives don't last too long, but Patrick Sertan might be the next Jalen Ramsey of this league. Number 14, I am going to go Trayvon Diggs. Look, the dude gets beat and tricked out of his shoes like nobody's business. 
but the guy can get interceptions, regardless if it's Mike Glennon, Sarah Glennon, Tory Glennon, I don't give a damn. He gets interceptions. And at some point, I do want to be respectful. And it's not every year we see 11 interceptions for, for a corner. At some point, the interceptions have to matter. They have to count. But, man, this was a little bit hard to put him on here. But I had to give credit where credit was due. He gets beat like nobody's business, and I am ready to see Michael Pittman versus Trayvon Diggs. Gonna Probably going to be Michael Pittman's first 200-yard game of his career uh, on that Sunday night in Dallas. Number 15, I'm sorry, number 14, Number 13 was Trayvon Diggs. Number 14 is going to be James Bradbury. Obviously, this is a guy that we talked about probably about maybe not even a month ago. Can he come to Indianapolis? He was good in New York. He he was solid. We wanted to get him, obviously. We wanted to get him, but he went to he went to Philadelphia. He was cut, signed with Philadelphia, but a vet who can hold it down in the secondary because New York didn't have too much talent. In, in their secondary James Bradbury was able to line up against the number one receiver all the time he had some really good games he won some really uh solid matchups against good receivers got to give him credit number 15 for me I'm gonna go Carlton Davis uh for the reasons why Destin <laughs> jokes about him hates him he he is still solid uh he does really good things well he does have some knucklehead bonehead plays but he is solid for the most part and that is my list any problems any objections any praise that you guys want to give um i think it's a solid list your list look like a lot like destin's um y'all got pretty much the same people i think y'all have all the same people except the digs right i think um, so. yeah i think so so then and certain so you, you had, had certain? Dig, yeah i had certain i had certain okay at 10. okay I, I, so you had him at 12 I had him at 12, yeah. Yeah, so I had him two spots higher. So basically, we okay. switched. Uh, he had Diggs on his list. I had Carlton Davis. To me, I just can't warrant putting the guy who allowed the most yards in the NFL on my list. Yeah, Carlton Davis I, on his too, though. So I wonder was it who Byron Jones? That's who he didn't have. Yeah, Byron yeah. Jones. Yeah. So then Byron Jones wasn't there. But to me, I just I think Diggs is a very special turnover type player. And that's a skill in this league right. and my heart and how I watch football and how I study it. I just could not make my brain put the guy who allowed the most yards. <laughs> on it. I just couldn't do it. And, I agree. Um, I agree. That, if, he makes the, if he makes the switch to wide receiver, then maybe we're having a different discussion about him in another list. I, but, I have him on my list just because do you know how you say you can't put the guy that gave up the most yards on your list. I can't not put the guy who had double digit interceptions. Thank you. Not on my list. So I can't. So I, I'm like the flip flop of a distance, but he's not high on mine as well. Yeah. Let me get into mine. Let me go run through mine real quick. Cause we have all a lot of the same people. Um, number one is Jalen Ramsey. Self-explanatory. Number two is Jair Alexander. Uh, the guy's a flat out stud. Uh, if you're looking for the type of cornerback that that literally shadows guys, stays in the hip, he he's great. My number three is a guy that I'm a little higher on than than you guys is. Uh, my number three is Xavier Howard. Uh, I'm he's a guy to me that he is a shadow type cornerback. He he he's literally on you through every turn, every break, but he also has the ball production too. 
See, a lot of guys has either one or the other, but he's a guy that don't give up a lot as well as have multiple seasons with over. I think he only has two seasons uh, under four four interceptions for the season. So the ball production is there. He has a double-digit interception season. Like He's one of those guys that, that makes a play on those 50-50 balls. Uh, another guy that makes plays on 50-50 balls and has excellent ball production is my number four, J.C. Jackson. That's self-explanatory. Uh, number five, rounding out my, my top five is a guy that injured that was spent his second half of his season injured. It's Trey White. I'm a big fan, huge fan of Trey White. He's my number five. Number six is Marshawn Lattimore, a guy that Mike Evans probably sees in his sleep. Um, number seven is Marlon Humphreys, what he does in coverage, plus his ability to force fumbles. I think is is an underrated uh, characteristic of his, his and his ability to play outside and in a slot. His, his versatility is huge. Uh, number eight, Darius Slay, a guy who's kind of just found himself and, and revitalized his career out there, you know, with the Eagles. Number nine is guy that got a big payday, Denzel Ward. He is a talented young cornerback, but man, he has he has some games where he get cooked. So that's a that's another guy. Um, after that, I'm going with. To round out my top 10, I'm going to Stephon Gilmore. Two years, three years ago, was defensive player of the year. A coat now, a guy that has the ability to lock up number ones, lock up number twos. We saw it. He's familiar with playing man, playing, playing press coverage, playing off coverage zone. He, he's a guy, and he makes plays on the ball. He, his first game back last year coming off an injury, he caught an interception for the Carolina Panthers. He, he's a guy that plays the ball really well. And so Stephon Gilmore is my number 10. Number 11 is a guy that led the league in interceptions, was a defensive player of the year candidate. I don't know why, but Trayvon Diggs, we went through that already. My next guy, number 12, is A.J. Terrell, a guy that could easily be in my top five, top six. If he does, if he has another one of these seasons, same thing I did with Jamar Chase, same thing I'm going to do with Patrick Sertain. If these two guys... Do what they just did. If they're able to replicate that success, because Patrick Sertain is my 13th, so I just grouped him and A.J. Terrell together. If those guys do what they they're going to take a massive leap on this list. They could be top five, top six guys next year. Number 14 is Byron Jones, um, very underrated guy. He gets matched up with a lot of number twos due to the success of Xavier Howard. He doesn't quite have the ball production Xavier Howard has. But he's a guy that has consistently produced high grades. I know we don't like the PFF grading system. He, he, he's a PFF darling. He's one of those guys. Uh, Byron Jones is, is, has consistently been good since he's left the Cowboys. Um, and last, number 15, drum roll, please. Kenny Moore. I had to put a slot corner back with the evolution of the position and the importance of it. And since we're not doing a separate slot corner breakdown, I have to put a slot corner on here. And if I'm going to put a slot corner on here, I have to put the very best slot corner back for the last three years. It is Kenny Lamar Moore. I don't know if his middle name really is Lamar. I'm making that up, but it just flowed well. I have to go with Kenny Moore, man. He's the best slot corner. He He's able to play outside in situations, in spot duty. But what he does in a run game, what he does blitzing a quarterback, Kenny Moore is the prime example. He's the model. If there was a picture of an ideal slot corner, 
it is it's Kenny Moore, man. Kenny Moore, the instincts, the quickness, the short area quickness, the footwork. That's my number 15 cornerback. I had to put a slot corner on there, so I had to put Kenny. All right. I think, uh, you know, I wasn't anticipating any slots getting in here, but I am a fan, obviously, of Kenny Moore, so I'm not mad at it. Maybe If a a slot's going to make the list, I mean, Rashad said it, you got to do the best one, it's Kenny. And the other big thing for it is, and it's the reason Kenny is having these contractual conversations right now. He is asked to do more than a slot corner. Um, he he p- picks up a lot in the blitz category for a team that didn't blitz a lot. He gets moved to the outside at times. He's going to drop back in a little bit deeper realm at times and play almost that like safety corner hybrid at times. Like the dude is asked to do a lot. Now it's a new defense. Um, I'm not sure exactly if that same role is going to be picked like copy pasted um so we'll see what that looks like for him this next year but i mean if a one's gonna make the list it's got to be him absolutely yeah i have no no disagreements or anything like that so uh, all right well i think that'll wrap it up here for the blue stable podcast everybody thank you all for staying tuned for i don't know how long this went i hope it wasn't too long but again you know it's the off season Everybody has time, right? Break it up and enjoy it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, guys, it is a special weekend. Again, if y'all want to get y'all's dad something, get over there to Manscaped. Obviously, the link to everything is below. Our weekly newsletter is back up. I do apologize to some of you that weren't getting it. It was a technical difficulty. We have that resolved now. You should have got one Monday. They will be going out Sunday. So, If you haven't already, subscribe to that newsletter. All you got to do is your email, confirm email. Not much more, no no less or anything like that. And to help us grow, guys, make sure you comment, make sure you subscribe. And again, we are on the road to 1K. So uh, Sunday is going to be pretty special because Juneteenth, all right, we have Father's Day, and I'm turning 24 on sunday oh wow welcome 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 to the 24s mike (laughs) uh it's gonna be my father for father's day it's gonna be my birthday and then obviously for my girlfriend and her side of the family it's gonna be juneteenth so it's gonna be a very fun weekend and guys you guys have a great weekend too once again he's rashad mcginnis he is destin adams i am michael pevia you can find all of us on twitter in the description below We will see you next week. And, hey, we could be talking about some rookies uh, competing for starting spots. But, obviously, one at the left tackle, that spot's already taken. So, other than that, we'll see you next week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.